on today's Daily Charge Supercharged Edition. Weighing out all the pros and cons of tracking tech in schools. Are there any justifiable instances where this doesn't feel like an invasion of privacy? What or who could it actually help? And how long until kids figure out how to break it? That was dense, guys. That was a really dense conversation. I feel like a lot of that soared over my head, but I do appreciate all of Alfred's uh, analogies and yeah. comparisons. You got a, you got a bit of a talent for that, Alfred. I mean, I think the phone book analogy has been used for like a long time. Yeah. Now, that's not from me. Fair enough. Uh, I wish I was that cool and smart, but uh, just take credit for it. It's cool, man. <laughs> it's cool. Uh, Reportedly, a phone book. <laughs> so I want to backpedal real quick to uh, the surveillance story. I, I, I wanted to ask. Where have we seen this kind of technology implemented already? Where can you find it out? Prisons, malls, malls, prisons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but as far as like a, a prison is a very different story because that's a restrictive environment. I don't really know what the language I want to use to describe that is. But something like a mall that's a public area, you know, what sanctions are, what, what concerns have people brought up about this? And how the hell are they trying to justify it in a school when a mall is already a shaky spot? Um, so the way they do it with a mall is it's kind of like they haven't made this justification for schools, but I imagine if somebody confronted them about it, they would kind of say for, like and for malls. The, do they say like it's anonymized technically? They also say it's anonymized for right. schools, but here's uh. like the part where that's not true. Um, you can combine that data with video footage right. to basically say, you know, okay, so this person was in this room with like 50 other people and all these devices mm -hmm. and we have the log of all those devices there. Then you just watch the security footage, like backtrack, like where this person had been, like from the moment they come into the mall and say, okay, well, there was only one device and then it matches with like the device that we logged right. in the room of 50 people. Right. And voila, uh, you have essentially de-anonymized that data. Mm. It, most of the times when data is anonymized, it really only takes like four or five steps to figure out like who it actually is. And how, practically speaking, like how long would it take for someone to figure it out based on like using surveillance data plus pretty quickly? Like like they did a demo video of it. The company did a demo video of it for their mall purposes, which yeah. I guess they didn't think I'd find that um, when they told me it was, was all that, anonymized. Was that a private? No. Video? No, it was like on their website. Huh. You know, reporters doing their jobs. Who figured? Yeah. Um, right. But yeah, you can de-anonymize that like pretty quickly. Um, and obviously it was a demo, so it might be like a different amount of time. But like right. they clearly have the capabilities to do it. Okay. Next question. Well, this is really more of a comment from our friend Eric and YouTube. Uh, I just thought uh, this was kind of sad, but really funny. Is this kind of like the pressing Disney magic bands? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, yeah. When I brought this story up to um, one of our video producers, he was saying, oh, yeah, they did that for, like, my kids at, like, Disneyland or something. Or some the cruise. magic bands or something? Yeah, but yeah. I think the difference is, you know, kids are not going to Disneyland every day. Like, right. kids are going to school every day, and they're subjected to this every day. Um, I'm pretty sure kids would not mind it if they got to go to Disneyland every day and, like, put this on there, but... Talking about sacrificing privacy for something you get, that's... Yes. I'm saying kids would would not mind that no i'm saying yeah. yes they would totally give that up like yeah. oh yeah yeah i'll be tracked just take me to disneyland you yeah like it's not it's not like a crime if your kid doesn't go to disneyland for 30 days like you right. will you will actually go to jail for that if that happens like for school i mean right ryan's got a really great comment uh he says it sounds as if the new tracking tech can uh can track cell phones without carrier help and that is scary a random company can track people without their knowledge or permission uh, is that exactly the case, Alfred? Are they truly circumventing the carriers on this? Yeah, you don't need the carriers to get the Bluetooth well, signal. Keep in mind, though, that this only 
this only works where they have their infrastructure. It's not like they can track you everywhere. Yeah. Like once you leave the school, the tracking no longer works. It, it's still kind of creepy and scary within the confines, of the, confines mm. of the school, but it's not like they can track you everywhere. Yeah. And like some schools have seen benefits of this. So uh, this is not a school that had uh, impictions technology, but this is a school that had similar technology with their Wi-Fi to yeah. like track students when they log into their Wi-Fi. Uh, so like last summer, this was around like June or July, something probably June. Cause it was like a senior prank. That was just a hate crime. Uh, this is, this was in Maryland. This was a high school, a uh, high school in Maryland where these four, uh, kids did their, their senior prank where they spray painted a bunch of racial slurs on the school. Very funny. Um, but they, uh, they got caught because when they were on campus, like their phones automatically connected to the school Wi-Fi. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Um and yeah they and they had all these masks on and stuff and they kind of avoided surveillance footage but right. it was kind of just like you connected at this time <laughs> yeah um yeah. so like obviously but like again not a school shooting like not right. like to the same degree right. of like danger or anything like that but like schools do see benefits of it here's an interesting perspective that I dish, uh, initially did not think about when we were bringing this up. Uh, Kashif says, I could see this being useful for suicidal students, emotionally disturbed students, or students with developmental disabilities. Is that a considered application that we could see this being beneficial to, essentially just helping keep a closer eye on somebody who might need a closer eye? Um, I I would heavily disagree with that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So... I don't really know how knowing somebody's uh, location in a school building yeah. would like help figure out like if they're suicidal or mentally ill or anything. I think like- what they're trying to say is if the student was already documented as troubled, if that perhaps they were on a let's call it what it is a suicide watch, if they could keep tabs on that kid. They're, uh, okay, it's a very right. it's a Hold very on. tricky line. Okay. So there's a tool called Social Sentinel that many schools use. Uh, it monitors public posts on like all their social media feeds, except mm-hmm. for like Snapchat, because those aren't public posts. Uh, there are multiple stories on how often they get it wrong because they don't understand when kids are just joking around, right? So they'll right. like make a post like, if Taylor Swift doesn't win the Grammy tonight, I'm going to like shoot myself, something like that, right? right. Um, and these algorithms have gone completely wrong the entire time because they can't like pick. Well, for... could you make the argument that especially for someone who's suicidal, like if the kid disappears from school, then that's a red flag. Okay, why would you need tracking tech for that? They take attendance like every day on that. Are the teachers like accidentally marking them there? Well, I like, don't, look, you, why would you need to know like their device whereabouts? Like the teachers are already like marking attendance during the day. I don't know. Like if I guess if uh, if maybe it goes down to the inaction of teachers. Like if they're marking down that the person's out. I don't know if they're the ones flagging the school yeah, for whether I mean, another person. The thing missing. is, like, if the teachers are that incompetent, like, no amount of technology is really going to save you from that. Um, and true. the other thing about like location tracking and like being able to infer stuff about students—that's a terrible thing to do. Like, talk to the kids. Like, you don't like you really need to know. Like, with technology like this, a lot of it is like you can see like how long somebody's at like the guidance counselor's office for. You can see, mm, yeah, you yeah, know, true. how long, how many trips to the bathroom during the day they make, or like how long right. they're at the nurse's office for. Why would it like schools like don't need to know that kind of information? It's 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 invasive and it does not like provide the actual like help that you know a person being there would actually be able to provide i don't know i just know that when i was in high school and junior high i definitely found ways to get out of school without students without teachers knowing whether it's 
notes. Mm-hmm. I had notes excusing absences. Oh, it was an and art, I can dis- And I can disappear. I could have disappeared for like an hour. But like it marked your absence though, right? Like no, like were- I could just give them a note saying, hey, I'm, I, yeah, I'm like, I'm on some other part of the campus doing mm-hmm. some school project, mm-hmm. but I'm not. Well, mm-hmm. that's the thing I do want us to so talk about. So that's the thing, about. like, there are instances where you can disappear from school and because of just the bureaucracy and the fact that there are multiple classes, multiple teachers, that you may, like, they may not know. Yeah. And so, I don't know, like, I, I'm not necessarily arguing for the system, um, but I, I will say if they turn around and said, hey, we can share that data with parents, I would be willing to bet that some parents would be into observing whether or not their kids. Are I would school. not want my parents knowing like how long like I've spent at the guidance counselor's office for. That's like fair. that's not. Like, but what if it was just like red or black, whether or not you're in school or you're out of school? I mean, like a lot of schools already do that. My school would call the house like they had a bot call the house if I wasn't like in school like mm, during the day. Right. But again, that only that only works if the school knows you're not at school. Yeah, I mean, I had attendance marked in like every class. Like, it wasn't like I know all I look. All I know is there are definitely ways yes, to get yeah. around that, right? If you're smart enough, if you're in, you're uh, you can probably figure out how to get out of class without the teacher knowing that you're out of class. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that's all I'm saying. If and if there's if you're smart enough to do that, I'm sure there are parents of those smart kids who would be willing to yeah you know, like take that data. Like there there would be kids that like immediately after they marked attendance, like I, I like you would leave. Right. Um, right. Which, which like definitely happened. But I think if you were missing for the next class, like obviously like teachers like notice that. And I think that they're the ones that should be the ones telling parents this rather than the idea is like, if you're saying that like kids are smart enough to trick like teachers, like mm-hmm. what makes you think they won't be smart enough to trick like the technology here? That's, that's a fair point. Yeah, for sure. That's exactly but, where I kind of wanted to steer the conversation is there's gotta be a way for kids to get around this. So it's sharing their, phones and stuff i mean could they put their phones in airplane mode that's the thing it doesn't work if your phone is in airplane mode Uh, but it's also just kind of like this is a very dystopian world that we have now where it's like oh cool this is what i have to do to not be tracked in school right um like on the on the other end you know like so a friend of mine is is a teacher and he was saying like i would actually prefer if they didn't if they just didn't have have phones phones at all because it's such a distraction in class but is that even a reality anymore like that's not even no but i mean like there's like concerts that do stuff like this right or like comedy shows where like you put it in the bag and it's like locked like for the remainder of the show i I see i would be cool with that too but i just don't know if that's a reality that people would definitely be cheaper than these surveillance it would be it would be um but what, what what else do we got, Brian? These are uh, good this questions. This is just really great conversation today. I'm glad that we brought this up because it's important to acknowledge that it doesn't seem to be malicious in intent, but it could easily construe that way. And I'm glad, Alfred, you have such a, a, a breadth of experience and perspective on this. Um, I did want to point out that uh, half the chat is devastated that Roger would uh, skip school. Um <gasps> And then another point being made is schools are very different these days. Eric says, Roger, things have changed since we were in school. Kids are a lot more locked down. That's that is true. Tighter than we ever were. Even my generation in between you guys. I will totally cop to that. School is very different for it was much easier to leave my my high school, my junior high, because it was fairly open. There were several points of entry now. Like I go back to that school now and they've they've kind of locked it down. So it is. I will admit that it's a lot more difficult now, but kids can get around. Why were you back at your junior high? I like I went to. I don't know. I just drive around my, drive around my <laughs> town. I see. I can see the gates from the outside. Yeah, we we like when I was in high school, they didn't even let us like out for lunch. 
Like we couldn't really? go off campus for food. See, we could. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, it was see, very was, fairly open. This was granted many, many, many years yeah. ago. So and things see, have changed. I could go off campus for lunch, and they took that away almost immediately after I graduated. So. And I did. To be uh, on the record, I, I I didn't ditch school a lot until my senior year, and like I pretty much ditched the entire senior year. But at that point, like yeah, cutting, whatever damage was done was done, and so I was just leaving school every day. Cutting class is cool. Is basically what we're saying. That is the motto of the Daily Charge. I'm not saying it's cool. I'm not advocating we cut class, particularly now that I'm a parent. Don't, don't, don't skip school, kids. Um, but be like Roger. I will say it happens, and so I, uh, yeah. But I, I don't know the ease of which it can happen now, and how kids are tracked. Was it was it as easy as it was like? It was like super easy in college, but oh, well, like college, also like you pay for it. Yeah, You're college like you don't. You, that's on you, right? Yeah. That's not. That's a whole different situation. With high school, I mean, it was easy because I had friends who worked in, like, the principal's office. Like, they could write little notes excusing me out for, like, three periods. Mm -hmm. So I could just give out the note and be like, all right. Oh, so you actually, like, try to get, like, uh, a way out. I just just cut. I didn't really care. No, no. I did it in a way where, like, my absences weren't marked. Yeah. So I like, like, in the way that I was talking about where it's, like, they would, you know, make, like, there's ways that kids can get around, like, machines. Even, like, when I mentioned, like, they made the bot calls to the house. Yeah. I would just go home and, and like, yeah, calls. yeah, yeah. Come well, back tomorrow go. when Roger teaches us all outmoded uh, methods for skipping school. Exactly. Like these are, yeah, these are all methods that are probably completely irrelevant at this what point. What you got to do is you got to disconnect the ringer from your beeper so they can't get a hold. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did have a beeper in high school, actually. As did I. So cool. And a track phone. All right, moving on. We got some really good questions still to get to. Um, Eric says, how many schools out there issue Chromebooks and iPads and other tablets and accoutrements you think there isn't tracking on them there's another good point oh, yeah. if uh, an insane amount a, yeah. a very oh, high yeah. amount of schools do this uh, actually i believe this is in arizona but i want to double check it might be new mexico but there is a current lawsuit right now against google for um like the education stuff yeah they're the the attorney gen- yeah new mexico the new mexico attorney general last week sued google over the uh chromebook for education program saying that you know google is collecting data from the yeah on, on, on oh, wow. kids google Shock. Google yeah, has has said that this is not true. Another shocker. Um, basically saying that like their their data collection protocol is very different from their education program than it is for uh, like the overall network of things. But right. there are things to be said though that like even if they are not collecting data on these Chromebook devices, I think the idea is still that like they have to make a Gmail account for that, right? You yeah, can't like yeah. you can't use a Chromebook without a Google account. I mean, right. unless the school makes one for you. There's obviously all these steps that I might not be privy to but i think the idea is still that like they're indoctrinating these kids to like oh the google chromebook yeah, yeah google i love working on google docs like right. how many people like ended up learning how to use like microsoft word or excel or like even put that on their resumes when they were like oh yeah like proficient in microsoft word where it's like yeah you grew up thinking that was the only program that you could use to like as a text processor right I still do right. that <laughs> yeah that that's my point though is that you know that's kind of what Google is doing now with this education program, right? Like, obviously, they're they're giving these Chromebooks to schools for pretty cheap, um, but at the same time, like, they're basically raising a crop of new customers mm-hmm. and people that are only accustomed to their like OS for generations. Sounds like Microsoft in the nineties. Yeah. Okay, with the very few minutes we have left, let's see if we can uh, rapid fire through a couple of these. Storm King asks: Is the information that is being sent over these signals available to be seen? Instead of location, not exactly sure what that means. Um, what guys? do you mean by information? 
Storm King, if you want to elaborate on that, this sounds like there's a good question here, but I'm, I'm we're having a little trouble deciding. Well, we will it. say that the wristband, which was a that was kind of a, a really extreme version of it. That the talk about that because they they boasted like you can get more data from that. Yeah, right? so the wristbands are actually more precise than the uh, the radio frequency scanners. Right. So the wristbands like can track it down to like one meter. Right. Uh, which is like pretty close. Um, and they also don't just collect, you know, your location data. They're also getting things like uh, your heart rate, steps. Uh, your steps. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know how they do this, but your calorie consumption. Like, uh, Interesting. Because there's there's only a few that actually can do that right now. Mm-hmm. The technology is pretty new. So it, yeah. I, I don't know if I necessarily buy yeah. that one. So that's that's like none of that is data that you would need for safety, right? right. Like, right. like that's clearly marketing. That's, that, I feel like that's a company saying like, oh, it's safety plus it's also a health product yeah. or whatever. It's like this weird dual spin. I don't, I don't know if parents would necessarily buy that. And also, if I'm a parent, I don't know if I'm comfortable with the school just handing these things out yeah. to my kid. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's a weird situation because like uh, having dealt with schools, like if a school rolled out the system as a parent, I don't know if I would necessarily know to say like, I don't want to be a part of this. Yeah, but also, like, let's say you didn't want to be a part of it, right? right? What are you, you going to move your kid right. to a different school? That's the problem, right? You yeah. can't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, while we wait for Storm King to get back to us with specifics on the question uh, regarding the information uh, sent over the signals um, versus the location data, uh, let's hard pivot uh, into uh, Mozilla real quick at the tail end of the show here. Uh, Yan says, "Is anyone tried the new Chromium-based Edge browser? Is that any good?" Also. The Brave browser. I want to expand on that and say, Alfred, we've said that uh, DNS protection is going to be coming default on Firefox. It's an opt-in option on Chrome. What about the other browsers out there? Are any of the rest of them going down this uh, new and improved privacy path? Um, I mean, I don't know. Safari is already pretty secure with what it does, but they also don't have DNS over HTTPS. Um, I believe... Uh, Brave supports, but I don't know if it's default yet. Yeah. I imagine it will be given like they're they're like the extreme privacy. Yeah, you're like browser. very you're pretty secure on yeah. Brave or private on I, Brave. Uh, in terms both. of Edge, I haven't tried Edge. That's really that's Microsoft's browser. Yeah, Shank. That would be a great question for Stephen Shanklin, who wrote this story. Um, but I don't know if you've had experience with Edge or no. Yeah. Um, I mean, I the same way that I was talking about like kids being indoctrinated to use Google all the right. time. Like I'm pretty like. As a privacy and security reporter, yeah, I did. Okay, like yeah, before younger, before Mozilla was out, like before Firefox was out. What about Netscape? Uh, Yeah, I also use Netscape. Oh, okay, Uh, but yeah, I, I, um, I, I don't really see Edge really being using this that much, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Also, I don't know. Like, I don't think either of us know because I don't think. I've only used Edge once. But here's maybe? the thing is that like a lot of this stuff like moves in like waves, right? So like HTTPS was not the default like on the internet for a while. Yes. Like it it took yeah, yeah. like maybe 10 years for everything to to be like HTTPS by default. It got to the point where like before like if you were using Chrome at least where like if it wasn't HTTPS, it would it would tell you like not secure and then if it was HTTPS yeah. it would have the green lock saying yep. it is secure, right? Now it it just when it is HTTPS, it shows nothing because it's right. like that's the, that's the default. That's how yeah. it should be. Yep. And then only when you're on a non-HTTPS website, it's like, hey, this is not secure. Um, and I think like something like eighty to eighty-five percent of the internet is like on HTTPS mm. now. 
Okay. But it, like you said, it took it a It took long a time. really long yeah. time. So yeah. like that's kind of where I see the DNS thing going. Like it's going to be a very like behind the scenes shift. And eventually, like I think most browsers will have it on by default, but uh, I honestly, by that time, like most advertisers will have figured out many different other ways to target you. Right. All right. This has been a really excellent conversation today. I actually hope that this, well, I, I guess I kind of hope it doesn't come up again, but uh, it certainly will. Because, oh, it will. Uh, they're going to invade our privacy until there's no more privacy to invade. But either way, thanks everybody for your contributions today. Um, if you're a parent out there, we'd like to hear more from you. Uh, expand on this, especially if perhaps you're in a situation where you uh, use a private school and something like this or similar has already been implemented. Has that been a souring experience to you? How has the school handled it? Um, how would you feel in general about this? Would it deter your uh, application to a given school for your child or not? Um, what is the cutoff line for you? Keep the conversation going. And until then, we'll see you tomorrow. And Roger, take us home. Yeah. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. And as always, if you want to learn more, there are links to all today's stories in the description below. Plus, the show is also available as an audio podcast. Links to subscribe to that are in the description as well. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. I'm Alfred Ng. Thanks for joining us. Or listening to us. Either way, it's cool.